Good morning, everyone, wherever you are. Today's reading is from 1 John 2, starting at verse 7. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rachel. Um, I've been coming to St. Jude's for nearly five years now, um, and I am part of this church with my husband, Rob, and my two boys, Zach, who is two, and Joshua, who is seven months, all of whom I've shipped out to the crash for a bit of peace. Um, for those of you who don't know, at the moment, we are studying um, a sermon series based on 1 John. It's a letter written by the author of John's Gospel, written to the churches around the region about 60 years or so after Jesus' death. Last week, Sam Aidy spoke to us um, about 1 John 2, verses 1 to 6, and blessed assurance. Um, I was not very well, so I had to catch up with that online. Um, but it was a really great talk, and I commend to you, if you've missed any of them, do go back. There are so many different places you can find them. I actually listened to it on like an audio version, but you can watch it on YouTube or however you like. This week, we're going to take a look at 1 John, verses, uh, 1 John chapter 2, sorry, verses 7 to 14, and the title is Walk in Love. Before we get going, I'm just going to pray. Father God, please would you be with us this morning, and would you speak to us? Um, please would you speak in spite of me? Please would your Holy Spirit dwell in us? And would we learn from you? Amen. So just before um, this passage, the last verse is, by this we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. So John has been writing to the believers about the need to follow God's commandments, 
to be like Christ. And in this passage that we're looking at today, he addresses a very specific commandment. Now, if I'm honest, I find the passage itself a little complicated. Um, He doesn't state the command anywhere near as clearly as I would like him to. He, um, someone more intellectual than I might be able to explain it to you better, tell you why he wrote in this fancy way, um, what he was trying to do with that. Um, But I am just going to jump to the gist of it. Because John speaks of an old commandment that also isn't old but is new. And he talks about um, loving one another and loving our brothers and sisters. Now for a lot of his original audience, they would have been really familiar with the Jewish text. So when he talks of this old commandment, it would have probably brought to mind a passage that can be found in Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18. This verse says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So this was a command that the Jewish people were given way back at the beginning from God to love one another as they love themselves. But he goes on to say, I'm also giving you a new commandment. Um, For me, um, that takes me to a verse very quickly um, from John. And it takes me to that verse because I did my whole 10,000-word dissertation on that one verse from John 13. For you, it might remind you of a song that maybe you sang at primary school or secondary school, depending on whether you were in a church school, that starts, a new commandment I give unto you, but I won't sing it for you, I'll save you from that. The verse can be found in John chapter 13, verse 34, and it says this. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. So John is talking about the old command that they've always known about. They've always known they're to love one another. But he's also bringing in this fresh approach that Jesus gives to it. No longer are they to love one another as they would love themselves. But instead, they are to love one another as Jesus loved them. I don't know how that makes you feel, but for me, I find that pretty mind-blowing stuff. We're called to love people, not just well, but in the same way that Jesus loves us. That means we're called to be like God to one another. And he goes on to make it clear that if you don't love one another, if you hate one another, then you can't be walking in the light of Christ. Only those who love a brother or sister are truly living in God's way. Now here, brothers and sisters specifically refers to other believers. But let's be clear, that doesn't mean we aren't called to love everyone. It just means that in this particular passage, John is addressing the love for other Christians. Jesus makes it clear throughout the uh, New Testament that we are to, called to love everyone. And then John goes on to continue to explain to them why he's asking them and why he's reminding them to do this. And he says it's because their sins are forgiven, because they know God and because the word of God abides in them. John is writing to a people that he is confident know God. 
They are in relationship with him. And that is why they are called to follow his commands and to follow this command. And as the church, as the people of God, that is what we are called to as well. Last week, Sam spoke really helpfully, I thought, on some of what John wasn't actually saying, which sometimes I think can be as helpful as focusing on what is being said. Um, So I'm going to take a leaf out of his book and tell you two ways in which I think um, we're not called to love. Firstly, we're not called to love one another by forcing feelings. This isn't what God is talking about. This isn't what John is referring to. When we're called to love one another, we're not expected to like conjure up all by ourselves some nice loving feelings towards every other Christian. And that, that, that's a good thing because in my experience, that is completely impossible. There will always be people we find more difficult than others. We won't agree with everyone on everything. We won't like every choice made by every Christian. We are all sinners after all. Loving one another isn't about an emotional feeling or it's not solely about an emotional feeling towards another person. Not loving people the way Jesus does. Just as importantly, loving one another is not all about forced works and doing nice things for other people. Now, I've got to be honest, this probably doesn't show me in the best light, um, but I think it's fair to say that at times in my life, I've actually prided myself on how well I love people. I think that people around me and close to me would say that I love people really well. I'm pastoral. Before we moved to Portsmouth, I was a pastoral worker at previous church. I was literally paid and employed to care and look after and show love to people. But as I was preparing, God showed me how I've become self-reliant in my love for others. You see, I have strategies, I have plans that I put in place to make sure I love people well. I have birthdays in my calendar. I don't just put birthdays, I put other dates, other days. I try to remember them. I set reminders so that I text people on the right day. I have like go-to actions. If something's gone well, if something's gone badly, I might send flowers, I might send a card, I might send a balloon, I might send cake. There are things that I practically do to try and show love to other people. But I often try to do that in my own strength. I'm not saying those actions are bad. It's good to remember and it's good to act. And the kind of um, word that is used for love in this passage is a doing word. It's not a sit back and thinking and feeling. It's an active word. We're to do stuff, but we can't do it in our own strength. And to be honest, as someone who's had two kids in the last two and a bit years, 
Um, what that's meant in terms of me realizing I'm doing it on my own is that I'm not loving people as well right now because I'm trying to do it on my own and I'm tired and I'm busy and I don't have the same space to love people well that I did this time three years ago. <coughs> and that's because I'm trying to do it by myself. Maybe you can recognize something of yourself in that. So if we're not called to force feelings or to forced actions, how are we meant to love one another? The only way we can even begin to love people well, let alone the way Christ loves us, is by first receiving love from God. I don't want to jump too far ahead or steal anyone else's sermon, but in 1 John 4, verse chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 7, it goes on to say, Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Love comes from God. Today, Ali has joined our church family, and we have welcomed him. And as, as fellow Christians, we have promised to do our best with God's help to try and support him. We are called to love Ali. Now, I could love Ali and try and show him, because as we've said, I, I like to show, um, by giving him a book, like this book. Um, this is, it's aimed at children, but I, I love this book. I was given one like it when I was a child um, by my dad. He knows I love it, and so, um, yeah, I could, I could give Ali this book. But to be honest, all you'd have to do is open the front page, and um, I don't know if you can see, but it's clearly got an inscription. It starts... Dear Zach, and all you'd need is my two-year-old to see this book from, from the glass window, and you would know it's not mine, because he'd be like, me book, me book, me book. He loves the book. So, so I could try and give it to Ali, but I can't, because it, it doesn't belong to me. Instead, I could express love by giving Ali this plant, this Peace lily. We have a peace lily in our house and it brings me great joy and comfort as I, I watch it grow and flower and it always reminds me of the peace of God in our home. And the thing is, I, I can give this to Ali and I, I will because, because I have a receipt. A receipt that says that this is mine. At the moment, this plant belongs to me. I bought it, I purchased it, I own it. It's mine, and it's mine to give away. So, Ali, I hope this is a reminder for you of the peace of God in your home as you join his family. You see, the thing is, in order to give something to someone, you must first own it. If we are going to love people and give love to people around us, Christians or not, we must first receive from God his love. We must own that love and know it for ourselves. Because as Sam so helpfully put it last week, keeping the commandments, 
loving one another, is a sign, it's an evidence of our salvation. It's not a work we do to be saved. It's a sign that God is in us and we have received from him. It's something we're able to do because we have been saved by God's grace. And as we walk with God, as we receive from him, so he will teach us and show us how to love one another, to love one another well, to love one another the way he has loved us. Only when we love each other in God's strength can we truly love as he has loved us. Let us pray. Father God, thank you that first of all you loved us. All of us. Each one of us and every part of us. You love us and you know us. Help us, Lord, to receive from you your gift of love that we may dwell in it and live in it. And that as we do so, please would you help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to love one another and to love one another well. In the name of Jesus. Amen.